Welcome to the Wisconsin Music Podcast. Here to introduce you to the great musicians and music businesses and organizations of Wisconsin. Every week, Wisconsin Music Podcast will be bringing you great information on what's happening in the Wisconsin music world. For our music-loving listeners, we'll bring you music that you haven't even heard of yet from unique and talented artists and hear about their journey so far. You'll either hear live performances of their songs or songs from their selected discography. For our musicians out there wondering what they can do to further their recognition, we'll be calling upon Wisconsin music businesses and organizations to enlighten you on what they're doing to help further your music journey. And now, here's your host, Zach. Thanks, Dean. Hey, Wisconsin. Welcome to episode 51 of the Wisconsin Music Podcast. Hope everyone had a great weekend. For me, I went and saw my kids' performance of Frankenstein at their university. They had the main role of Dr. Frankenstein. It was a great show. It followed the book, not the Hollywood version. They truly brought out the tragedy of the story in all sense of the word. Brings me to think that when we see performers, be it an actor or a musician, when all the members of the group perform at a high level and are enjoying their process, they can bring you to a certain place where you can forget about the world for a while and enjoy the performance you're a part of. So basically what I'm saying is go and see local performances of all the arts. We don't we don't always have to binge watch our lives away, but don't get me wrong, I do a good amount of my own binge watching, but there's nothing like going and experiencing it in real life. It was definitely supported by when choir director and I took our high school groups to the elementary and middle schools last Friday in our area for a 40-minute program where we had our groups perform for the students and staff there. The kids throughout enjoyed the performances. They were excited. They participated. Even the quote-unquote cool eighth graders were clapping along to the pep band songs. I think we all love to be a part of something that's something as either a performer, an audience member, or both. Let's just keep supporting the local arts and help make it strong in our communities. I've been receiving some emails over the last week with more artists adding their songs, their holiday songs, to the upcoming holiday episode. So if you have even one holiday song, even a cover or an original, and you are a Wisconsin artist, you are welcome to send them in for the Holiday Music Showcase episode that will be airing on December 20th. Just send your song files, not links, to wisconsinmusicpodcast at gmail.com and put Winter Holiday Showcase in the email subject. Wave files are the best, but even high-quality MP3s will work as well. Don't forget, we also have Wisconsin Music Podcast t-shirts and hoodies, which are now available through the Wisconsin Music Podcast website for pre-order, so you can get them hopefully before Thanksgiving. Last week, Monday, I had Matt Anton of ACA Entertainment, and Friday was Ben Harold and The Rising. They released their newest EP, These Days and I did my version of review. Overall, I feel it's a very strong EP and that even if you are not someone that listens to songs based in Americana, blues, and rock, give it a listen and see if this album has some songs that you can connect with because there are a lot of great songs on here, really strong and talk about different subjects. So give it a listen and see what you think. And speaking of guests, this week we have Pen Drop Poet. They are a solo indie pop act out of Milwaukee, Wisconsin. They are a non-binary musician. They have put out four full-length albums, two for worldwide distribution, all written, performed, and produced by themselves. They have been writing music for over a decade now under the Pen Drop Poet name, and they say a name branching between the genres they grew up around, Southern Rock, Hip Hop, Punk, Pop, and Folk. 
So without further ado, let's get right into the conversation with Pen Drop Poet. Welcome to the Wisconsin Music Podcast. We have Pen. So Pen, um, they are a musician and they're going to tell us all about themselves. So let's start with your origin story. How did music enter your life and what have you been doing lately? And kind of give us a, a timeline from beginning to now. So music's always been a part of my life. My father was a musician out of uh, Chicago for a while. Who um, wasn't like signed or anything, but just independent musician, um, uh, Randy Simmons. And um, we moved to Missouri and music's always been in the house. Uh, my dad writes, writes a lot of music um, and like always, or like for a, a bit had me um, sing with him and stuff like that as I was growing up. Um, and then in school, I went, uh, originally was going to be an orchestra. I was going to like learn trumpet, trombone and all that stuff. And then what, the chorus teacher heard me sing in service and was like, are you like, why are you not in chorus? And I was like, uh, well, I've been in band. I don't really have time for it. And he's like, do you find time? <laughs> Joined the chorus. Yeah. Um, and kind of the rest is history. I studied uh, vocal uh, or like traditional vocals um, as a base um, for, a, for most of high school and then taught myself guitar, piano. Um, then came up with the idea of Pen Drop Poet. Originally, the idea was a um, anonymous because I like as early in music, no one really knew who I was. So I was like, I can be a va uh, mostly anonymous person to sing whatever I like, whatever truth I find. Yeah. Um, to write it down, sing it uh, unapologetically. And I was originally writing music for church, but then realized I was an atheist and didn't really believe what I was writing. And I was like, well, that kind of defeats the purpose. So I need to stop writing that because I don't <laughs> believe that is true. Um, but I liked the, I still like the idea of pin drop poet and, uh, like I couldn't give it up, even though it was originally a Christian thing. I just kept with the idea of like, what I believe is true, what I believe is fact and solid confirmed. I write about it. And if that, you know, some gory t detail about my life or, things I'm seeing in the music industry or things I'm experiencing or things I see my friends experience, putting it down on paper, putting it down in music. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't, it doesn't make me the most popular musician in the world, but the people who respond to it seem to be responding well. Well, that's all um, that really matters, right? That people yeah. are responding to what you're doing. So where do you grab your, your influence and inspiration from now? Musically, my my musical inspirations have been like Matt Mason, um, the rapper Aesop Rock, who's like writes very unapologetically. Uh, I've been listening to a lot of Rainbow Kitten Surprise, which is a very odd band, but I've been trying to surround myself with a bunch of different genres because I don't like writing within a genre. So I, I always want to have more more inspirations and more styles that I can pull from. Lyrically, I'm inspired by science uh, i have a whole song about like about how like kind of the denial of science that has been going on during the pandemic and like seeing a lot of people take very 
like set in stone facts and being like, I don't believe that. And it's just weird to me. Mm-hmm. So I wrote a song about it. Okay. I, I've been writing about not bi- being non-binary and gender identity and identity has been a big proponent of my music for the last two albums. I'm trying not to delve fully into that for this next one because it's kind of, I've said it so many times that I'm just like, okay, I want to find something else to pull from, but that's been a big part of my music is discovering identity and the challenge that come with that. And then, you know, finding an identity that contradicts what I was raised Mm -hmm. as being raised, very conservative Christian. My identity was sinful and hated by everyone. So I was, um, I was told basically taught to hate that side of myself. And then once I became like realized that's who I was, I was like battling with how to, you know, how to approach that, how to like actually accept myself for who I am, despite being told since I was born that I can't be that. Yeah. And like, that's been, that was like my whole last album, um, which is the journals of a Demi male poet. And like I've come to accept like this part of myself and found a lot of peace in that. So the next album I'm hoping to explore more positivity and more um, like more of the joy that comes to like finally knowing who I am, accepting who I am and finally having the answers to the questions, which is why the next album's questions. So yeah, I, everything's like stories inspire me, I guess is the easiest way to say it is like, I, I want to tell stories. That's what I love. That's what I love doing. So I hope to continue telling stories throughout my music. Excellent answer. So I think a lot of people, you know, subconsciously or consciously are, are kind of, you know, trying to figure out themselves throughout their life as well. And I think maybe fortunately in today's today's world that I'm not saying it's easy for uh, yeah. people that are trying to find themselves like you are but i think it's easier now than it has been in the past yeah definitely like um for a while like i realized that like i didn't even know what being non-binary was like until i was already out of college like yeah it wasn't it didn't feel like i had an option until like you know in like my 20s and Mm -hmm. like late 20s i was like kind of always questioning was like why like why don't I feel like I fit like connect with any other guys or um, like, I was like, Oh, am I trans? Like, am I like actually a woman? I was like, well, no, that's not right. I don't like, I like my body. I like the way I look. Um, I don't like feel like I identify as a woman. And I was like, yeah. And like, what the hell? Like, what am I supposed <laughs> to do? Um, until my sibling came out as non-binary. Okay. Um, and a lot of my friends did. And I was like, oh, right, there is another option. There is a middle ground. Um, And learning about, like, the whole spectrum of gender identity was, like, a big deal for me and, like, just caught me to peace with who I am. Mm -hmm. Like, it's, um, I'm happy to see, like, I wish this was something that was more well-known when I was a kid. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm happy that kids growing up, like, have all these terms and have all these, you know, places to look for figuring out who they are. And I hope to, to at least be a voice of, you know, uh, another non-binary musician that people can look to and be like, okay, 
there's an option for me, you know? Right, right. And I, I would think that a lot of people that are non-binary probably are drawn to your music because of, of the truth that you're speaking through it. Yeah, I hope so. Have you performed out live before COVID um, or do you have anything coming up? A couple times I have. I'm currently in line to perform live through this acoustic indie music tour, or not tour, but like series of art uh, concerts. Okay. Um, But it's, I can't say anything because it's kind of still up in the air of when that's going to be and when I'm going to fall or anything like that. Before COVID, I was starting to perform live. But after my first performance, the venue guy was like, so that COVID thing. Uh, and that oh, was the last geez. time I performed live. So um, it's uh, it's been difficult feeling comfortable getting out on stage again. I already dealt with a lot of stage fright because writing stuff so uh, unapologetic and uncensored about who I am is easy when I'm in a recording studio. Mm-hmm. Singing it out loud is, is a different ball game. You Absolutely. Know? Like, yep. I hoping that like, because I'm not choosing my artist at this point or my uh, audience at this point. Um, I'm still like going in to, I'm going into concerts knowing that no one there knows me. And like, it's, that's a, a difficult place to be. And I, I, I wish I could talk to like artists like that, like who speak super unapologetically and figure out like how they got over that hump. Yeah. Um, but it's um it's something i'm excited to to do now that covid is better than it was and i can feel more comfortable getting out and performing so i plan on like talking to the person the recruiter again or not recruiter is not the right term but uh talent agent or talent, talent buyer. agent again yeah uh, to, to see what going is going on with that concert and uh schedule a few i've been doing a lot of live stream concerts and stuff in the p- pandemic so i want to do a couple more of those and then like try to get that audience to come out and see me live uh once that's once i have a set date so it's a toughie yeah <laughs> it's a toughie in this. um so during covid i take it you hopefully or you took some time to get a lot of your your writing and your composing worked on correct yeah, um, doing a lot of learning. Because <laughs> you you mentioned you ha- you have an album out and you're working on the next one, correct? Yeah, I actually I have two albums out on Spotify, um, self titled pin drop album and journals of a demi male poet. Working on uh, questions, I have three songs I'm currently working on at the same time, and a few songs in the back catalog that I need to get down. And I've been doing a lot of learning because I. I do all my production on my own, um, all recording production, stuff like that. Like I said, I was in, literally, I'm in the studio right now, yeah. my little, my little closet studio. And I am basically self, uh, like self-taught more or less. I've like studied a little bit of different, uh, producers who put their stuff out and their how-to guides, but I've been learning on my own and excited that I, I've learned a lot in during this pandemic. And I'm excited to like put that out on the next album where hopefully people will be able to hear the like evolution of from journals to questions. I'm excited to that. I'm working on music again. Yeah. It's, it's so nice. 
I, I hear you. I totally hear you on that. What do you think is probably one of the major lessons you've learned uh, about recording during COVID? Uh, audio balance is like the biggest, like audio levels. Like it's something that I, when I'm playing, you know, playing acoustic guitar and just singing, I don't have to put a lot of thought in that. But like, I've been learning a lot about like the tone of the voice and how it mess, mess, uh, meshes with the, the instrument and how like sometimes a song does it like, cause I, I go a, really go all out. When I'm like putting out a song. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love doing different layers and having like, you know, 20 inch instruments all going at the same time. Cause I just like get in the mode that I just want to keep playing and stuff like that. I, have since learned that sometimes less is more. Uh, it's so easy when you're doing self-production and stuff to just keep adding on things and adding, you know, extra strings here and synth here and adding different drum tracks in different places. And sometimes all the song needs is a piano voice and drums. And that's like, you know, sometimes not even drums. Like, yeah. Um, some of my favorite songs have been just, two instruments and a voice, you know, or one instrument and a voice. Yeah. I've been listening to a lot of folk artists and singer songwriters where they're just guitar and voice and can get a lot, they can get a lot of emotion out and just that, you know, few of things. And mm-hmm. I want to take that and have a bit more flow in the album where it's not, you know, over the top production all the time. Yeah. Uh, give a lot more room for people to just, you know, sit in the music for a little bit more. Right. Exactly. So what are your plans once you get more gigging jobs? Like, like I basically, you know, like how are you going to get the word out? What venues do you want? Are you looking forward to playing at, or you're kind of thinking that you want to play at? So kind of give, you know, the the listeners an, an idea where they might eventually see you perform. Um, Right now, um, I'm excited to play at some places on Brady. A new place just uh, took over the um, Up and Unders location. Oh, okay. And I'm excited to, or here in Milwaukee, mm-hmm. um, on Brady Street. There's a like a new. It looks like it's going to be centered around folk music, singer songwriter stuff. So, it's hoping to take some of my uh, lower key songs there once they open up. Hopefully, get in on early so I can get my name in their heads right away i i love open mics so you probably can start to see me at so many different open mics once i get um get ready for that uh new set down from the you know other than my old songs yeah uh, i i've been wanting to like like i when i when i can get playing i hope to be playing at an open mic at least twice a week um, have at least one set performance that my name's on at least once a month. And I am going to be posting everything on my Facebook, my Pindrop Poet Facebook page, artist page. And I have some friends who are in the industry too, who I'm going to like talk to them uh, about how they got their name out so quick. Cause there's a, one of my uh, friends is Ryan Mishler of the metal band past his prologue. Okay. Um, and they're already doing their first major gig at the X-Ray Arcade, um, opening up for a, another like punk metal act. 
So I want to talk to them about how they got into a performance like that. So that's not my genre of choice, but um, hopefully I can take that same, those same ideas and put them in the folk singer songwriters space. Cause that's what I can do right now. Mm-hmm. But like we're me and the wife are like right now planning on buying a house. So I haven't been able to invest in a lot of stage gear, but uh, once we have the house and everything's set up, I can like start actually investing in more instruments and more things, loop pedals and stuff. So I could actually take the full production uh, of my music live. It's hard as a solo artist in the uh, like electronic singer songwriter space, putting every like instrument or trying to find a way to do that live because it is not as easy as just grabbing a keyboard and taking it out. Like, so that's the, the next big learning step for me is learning how to best present my music to an audience with the tools I have at my disposal at this moment, which will probably just end up being a guitar and my voice and maybe getting a friend to do an instrument or, or two here and there. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's something I've been lear- like having to learn because I had a, a person who wanted me to do my full electronic stage show um, that didn't exist. <laughs> and they were like, okay, how, like, I was like, they they invited me to a gig and they're like, you can play at this time at this place. And I was like, okay, my live show is just me. Or they're like, what does your live show look like? And I was like, right now it's just me and a guitar. And they're like, well, I wanted you to do your full electronic stuff. And I was like, I, the most I could do is put it on my phone and bring it to the thing, but that won't look good. Yeah. Like that won't be a good stage show. So uh, I know some artists do do that. They just have their track on a CD, play it, you know, for people and then just sing over it. But that's never been something that I wanted to do. Uh, I always feel like it loses the musicianship side of it. If I can't like change how I play the song when I want to. Okay. I guess I'll just be playing the same song every time, which I mean, that's music, but that's not my music, you know? Yeah. Of your experience of the local music scene, what are some of the positives that you've noticed? Um, I, one thing I've learned or seen like immediately is there's a lot of positivity and desire to like teach in the Wisconsin music scene, the Milwaukee music scene from what I've seen is like so much support and stuff from, um, from the people of similar genres. I noticed like through, uh, like I said, my friends uh, passes prologue and there's another artist group uh, after our animals were within the Milwaukee scene. And they've like been supporting each other tremendously. And I've gotten a lot of people who are like uh, trying to give me tips and tricks for taking my show on the road. Like the Jesus Villa uh, is an acoustic artist that I, he's actually my, uh, the brother of my mother or stepmother. Oh, Um, I had him on the show a couple weeks ago. He's, he is wonderful. Yeah. He's a great guy. And, uh, He's been trying to show me different things that I can do and motivate me to just experiment and like do what I can, even if it's not exactly everything I want to do. Yeah. Just take what I can to show and do what I can. Uh, because uh, as he said, is like my music, 
the music I write is like it's about the lyrics. It's not about the musician mm-hmm. musicians exactly like especially or specifically. So if I can like present my lyrics in a good solid way um, in a live show, then that's what I you know he thinks I should do. And I think that's like one thing I've seen a lot is just a lot of the older artists want to mentor, like they want to teach. Yeah. Um, and I feel like any artist out there who wants to get started is just find those, you know, the, the old dogs who have been doing, doing it for year years and just talk to them. Like a lot of them are more than willing to sit down and just let you know, like how the, how their, you know, business works like as a local artist. So like, that's that's the biggest thing I've learned. Just the mentorship, the support, and a lot of people here just love music and they want to hear music, they want to experience music, and they want to teach music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that answer. That's excellent. Now let's flip the coin. What struggles have you noticed in the local scene? Uh, I feel like venues are the the hardest thing. Is where like getting as a new artist, getting people to to give my music a chance as a venue has been difficult, which is why I said like a lot of my focus is going to be on open mics for now. And I'm going to have a few like talent agents and stuff who I am in contact with who are going to help, but getting, getting people to, to uh, see what the music can be like, actually think of it because I'm a solo artist and my music's like, like I do a lot of production in it, getting an image of what that, is as a live act just a solo person coming up and performing has been a challenge so that's like the one thing i need to talk to the talent agent about and stuff is like okay how do i how do i present myself like you know is it going to be like recording everything acoustic and so people know exactly what it's going to sound like that might be the thing but that's been the biggest challenge is biggest learning opportunity as I would hear, uh, hear from my work, just learning how to market and present yourself. It's not, it's not a fun word, you know, marketing yeah. yourself. Um, and it's something that I was like, when I was growing up, my, uh, like I was never taught how to do that. Even though my dad was in the industry for a little bit of time, it was never something that was like super, like I never saw a good example of how to how to market myself without like, you know, without like misrepresenting myself, because I like especially since I genre like or jump genres and stuff all the time. When I'm like typing out an ad and being like, okay, so what genre am I? I have to list five things now. So, <laughs> um, I I think that's like the biggest the biggest thing someone. It, if I were if I were going to tell anyone to not teach yourself something and actually go out and like learn from somebody, it would be proper marketing, proper uh, uh, proper presentation, like basically everything that leaves the studio, like everything that doesn't like isn't in the songwriting thing. All the after like after the album's recorded and after you're all set in stone, it's like what are you bringing to the table then? That's the stuff that's worth learning from somebody yeah uh, and that's been the hardest thing for me i i always feel weird when i'm ma- building an ad and stuff and having to like think of myself from the outside perspective so that's always something that's worth having another another voice who's done it and who knows what it looks like 
to be sitting there and be like, okay, don't use those words, use these words. Like, you know, this is what your, um, your, like your band kit is going to look like. And that's something I need to sit down with Jesus talk to yeah. and see how he does it. Cause he does it well. Yeah. I, I hear you on that. It's, it's, it's an interesting road to travel to try to figure all that stuff out by yourself. And you definitely need yeah. help from people that have the experience to, otherwise you're trying to re- reinvent the wheel all over again. Yeah. That's the, the, the humble pill I had to take, you know, humble pie. I was sitting there and being like, okay, I can't learn everything on my own. Like it's, my dad did everything on his own and it was like, Oh, he's doing fine. And then now I think back to it and I'm like, well, no one knows who he is. So <laughs> he's not doing the best. Uh, there are a lot of people who are like, you know, have merch out and people know their name when I say them. And it's like, those are the people I need to like talk to and be like, okay, how did you get to that spot? Yeah. You know? Right. Which kind of leads us up to your current project that you're working on. So why don't you kind of tell us your, your recording process like from start to finish what basically how do you do it what are you using things like that yeah so the first step is always um like taking my acoustic guitar out sitting down finding the chord progression i like or sometimes it's like comes lyrics first like one of the songs i'm working on right now uh called hello um i actually wrote the chorus when i was in the middle of writing another song and I just got distracted <laughs> and it's finding a lyric, the lyrics, the good hook that sticks in your head and whatever that looks like. I take that, put it on paper. And then I have a little closet, which we're in right now. I use a Mac uh, for all my recording, um, Mac and garage band and my electric here, um, which I have hooked up using a Rocksmith um, video game adapter. Okay. Surprisingly effective because it's a USB to uh, the, I can never remember the proper term, but a guitar cord, basically. A USB guitar cord that hooks directly to the Mac and the Mac reads it correctly. So uh, I've been using that for my guitar tracks uh, when I'm not just doing mic and acoustic. I always uh, set down a drum track first um, with a, you know, metronome to find the timing. Because I, I used to do guitar first and then work out the drums later. But um, I always feel like the timing is always weird when I try to take that route. So I started with yeah. finding a drum track I like that fits the mood that I'm going for. And then just go through the, the chorus, verse, bridge, like set it down. I do about, about 10, 20 takes of each um, on each instrument. I have my MIDI, MIDI keyboard behind me that I do a lot of my... Uh, synths and anything like any backing uh, stuff that's not traditional guitar. And I always end up spending like probably today I spent probably four or five hours on a song sitting, like doing each uh, run every like again and again and again and again and again and again until it like fits exactly what I'm looking for usually go through and readjust the drums a little bit to fit the way the pacing of the actual instruments are going. Uh, and then I always lay down vocals last because that's something I'm like a lot more comfortable with. I know it's not going to take as much time. And I'll, I yeah. usually do a rough run with my vocals, not worrying about sounding perfect or anything, just getting the 
lyrics down with a rough vocal and then go in uh, doing backing vocals, harmonies, any extra like little flavor vocals that I want to add. Uh, and then I do a one more run lead vocals to clean up the rough draft, like rough draft. And then I'll listen to it about five, six, seven times on repeat. Be like, okay, <laughs> what can I add or subtract from this, uh, from where it stands? Do I need to do any run again through any of the vocals, instruments, or anything like that? And the the most important thing, uh, place to listen to the car or the the song is in the car. So if you can get it exported, put it on whatever you listen to your music on, like the best, like even if it's just on the the phone or put it on SoundCloud as a private song or Bandcamp, whatever, take it, listen into the, cu- the car a couple times. That's where everyone's going to listen to their, their music. And if it sounds good in the car, go back, master it, finish it. Um, if it doesn't write down notes, I, I always hit, like have like a stack of paper with me that I just doodle and write down everything while I'm listening is like, what's the, what am I hearing? What I'm not hearing. Can I spread the song out? Can I uh, put some instruments on the right side, some instruments on the left, and then go back, hit it again, run it again? Some songs I can get done in a day. There's some songs that don't require much, and it's right where yeah. I want it. Some songs, there's a song on um, the first album, Pin Drop, called Overboard and Underwater. By far the favorite thing I've ever, my favorite song I've ever written took me so um, before you get into that um would that be like one of the songs you'd like to put on this episode of the podcast so people can hear it sure um i would say the my top or the song from the first album would be overboard and underwater song from the second album would be pin drop that's my introductory song so it'd be a good one so why don't you kind of give us give us a little story behind each one of those songs or something that you really like about each one of those songs so Overboard and Underwater is like, what I like about it is it's nothing like anything else I've written. I wrote it while listening to like, I had like had some like acapella songs, like ship, like sailor songs stuck in my head okay. for the longest time. I've been listening to a lot of the band Me Without You, who does a lot of like they, they combine a lot of genres and their songs are like these deep stories, very descriptive, very like, like it sounds like, like someone put a lullaby in a metal song. Like it's super in-depth storytelling hmm. in metal. And I was just like enraptured with that idea. And I wrote this song that's about a, um, a captain at sea who is taking his ship to basically into a storm to just let it die but someone gets on the ship with him that wants to go to the next town and like he knows in his head that he's in a self-destructive path he's going to crash the ship that's what he wants but the passenger has no idea and once uh the passenger finds out she's like i'm going to save this captain i know how to save this captain i'm a good person and it's not till later that like the captain chooses to finish the voyage, but he, but he goes like, like, it's not your place to save me. Like I have to save myself. Um, yeah. And like the song concludes with him parking the ship. He's in a, a good life with a family. And he's like, 
I like, I'm still thinking about that passenger on the ship, like, like my like relationship with them, knowing that like it was destined to fail, but it taught me a lesson. And it's about like, I mean, obviously it's like a parable about relationships, like relationships I've been in my past, in the past where I knew that I was not right. Like I was not in a good place and got these people wrapped up in that like self-destructive attitude and Mm -hmm. like thinking back, like the whole song was just thinking back on these old relationships that I've had musically talking about the extra production was a lot of fun. Like I got to do a lot of character acting, which I love acting. Um, So like the whole character, the captain has his own voice, the passenger has their own voice. And I, like I said, I put like a little bit of sea shanty in the chorus and the bridge. Mm-hmm. And that song took me, it went through like maybe four or five different versions uh, until I was super happy with it. Each version ended up on something um, on Bandcamp where I would like finish it. And I'm like, it's done. I'm done with this song. Put it on Bandcamp. It's done. Then listen to it later. And I was like, eh, I could do better. Go back, re-record everything. Uh, ended up actually losing the whole like all the music to it because the computer crashed and corrupted the file oh, so i had to start all ouch. over from scratch which changed the song completely put it on bandcamp and i like, kept doing that and then my wife she was like oh you need to put out this was before i had music on spotify or anywhere where any people couldn't access it besides bandcamp and she was like i hate bandcamp so you need to find a better place to put your music and i was like okay i that's gonna cost money that you know, I'm like, haven't been comfortable investing in. She's like, I'll do that as your birthday present, full production on the song, put it out everywhere. And I was like, okay. And ended up doing a whole production on a whole album, redoing Overboard and Underwater another time. And it just like, it's a song that took so much time and so much care that it like became part of the whole, like the spirit of the whole album from that point. Um, yeah, where it's just like the not treating not treating a song as uh, like as a baby, like not treating it as like perfect. You know, it's like you can fix it, you can like edit it, like just because you feel it's good, don't like don't be afraid to sit back and be like, okay, you know, have someone else listen to it, get another ear to figure out what's actually like. Does the song work? Does it like sound good everywhere? Like that whole philosophy that I had about like just listening and re-listening and re-editing, re-doing everything came from Overboard and Underwater. Yeah. Before that point, I just kind of, when I was done with a song, I was done with a song. And like once it hit Spotify, that's set in stone. But like up till Spotify, up till I put money in putting the album out everywhere, like um, I always like go back and re-listen. Uh, especially when I'm getting down to actually putting the song or going to CD baby and putting up everything. Like I'm listening to the songs and re-editing. It's that very last second because of overboard and underwater. You were a traveler, I the brave captain, taking a hand as you asked for leave. And it was only fair that I helped you out to see. Oh, compassionate me. Oh, deranged, delusional, delirious, compassionate me. Taking you deeper out to sea. 
No map to guide us, only waves, only days and weeks into the deep, only our desperation, my determination and need for sleep. And you trusted these shaky hands to turn the wheel towards home, but I had no need for shelter, only danger, only stories to fill this tome. And I took your trusting hands with kind words and empty eyes as I take this soul's ship to the deep under stormy skies. Sorry if I said sorry before As I stumble half dead out the door And I fall slowly spinning slowly drowning in these tears The beating in my chest timing out the years Sorry if I said sorry before As I stumble half dead out the door and I fall slowly, spinning slowly, drowning in these tears The beating in my chest, timing out the years I was a passenger looking for peace I was a captain lost at sea I thought that all my journey needed Was a little bit of me Maybe if we sailed the coast We'd find dry land To park, disembark And make our home hand in hand that's not what I have planned No, that's not what you have planned When we went You tried to stitch my when wounds When you said you wanted that You tried to hide my tune When you threw me empty But I did not scream or weep I smiled and said If that's what you think is best I laughed as I sunk deep Thinking this all must be a jest It's a tale as old as time This mess you made of mine These star-crossed roles that we play All the good that has been done All the wars we could've won Are taken by the ocean and its ways It's a tale as old as time A trip inside my mind A rhyme of how I took it all away all the good that has been done, all the wars we could have won, are washed by the waters and the blade. It's a tale as old as time, this mess you made of mine, these star-crossed roles that we play. All the good that has been done, all the wars we could have won, are taken by the ocean and its ways. It's a tale as old as time, a trip inside my mind, of a rhyme of how I took it all away. All the good that has been done, all the wars we could have won, are washed by the waters and the blade. Sing me a song of calmer waters, tell me how I can see the sun. Tell me a story of the future, tell me what we could have done. Sing me a song of calmer waters. Tell me how I could see the sun Tell me a story of the future Tell me what we could have done Sing me a song of calmer waters Tell me how I could see the sun Tell me a story of the future Tell me what we could have done Sing me a song of calmer waters Tell me how I could see the sun Tell me a story of the future Tell me what we could have done Sing me a song
here I am, years gone by, in a home with a job and a wife. Every now and then I still think of the man I used to be. Captain board his ship deep out at sea. With miles and miles between who I am and who I was, I can only think of you and the mess I made of us. When you were aboard this ship of mine, when you watched as I sailed with no safe harbor in mind, as I poured the rest of him down the drain and washed the last bit of us out in the rain, I set my ship out into softer seas and I raised these sails to hope and to dream. Maybe this time I'll head towards dawn and I'll make this story into a song. So sing me a song. Photography, the photography that supports local music in Wisconsin, and is ready to work with your band or any solo artist on your next promo pictures or band show. To contact Diamond Dave and see previous work, check out Diamond Dave Photography on Facebook and Instagram. Wisconsin Music Podcast is also brought to you by ZTF Studio. ZTF Studio recording and mixing services, specializing in singles, demos, EPs, and LP projects for the last 20 years in southeastern Wisconsin, doing jazz, rock, funk, country, indie, and more. ZTF Studio brings success to your recording project. All right, back to the interview. Pin Drop, which is on journals of a Demi Mill poet, was a was a weird beast when I was like working on it because it's a it basically was my response to every rapper's um, "This is who I am and I'm so great" song. Um, okay, like like Eminem's Rap God and like Dre's um uh I can't remember the name of the song. The song with Eminem on it. Um one of the early like Dr- Eminem songs. I forgot about Dre. That's the song I was thinking of. And it was like all okay. these songs and there's so many others that like the rap artist introduction song of like describing their life and describing how great they are and how like everything like that. And I've always felt weird about them. Um and there's like even a a uh, song by the rapper Watsky where he, he parodies that like idea where it's like, I'm so great. You know, everyone else can, you know, like just quit now because I'm here. So I was like, okay, what is my version of that song? Like, I'm not going to brag about myself. I don't like, I'm not that type of person, but I was like, can I write a song that has the spirit of an introduction very unique to who I am in my own style. So it was like from before I wrote it, like a lyric of that song, I had this idea of like the perfect introduction to the journals album, like page one on the book of pin drop poet. So that song, and there's another song that follows it where it's very like pin drop is like, okay, this is who I am. This is the type of music I make. Uh, And it's like, I'm the pin drop, poet at the heart. Music in my arms built me up from the start. And that's like the whole idea of the song was like from the very second, like very first breath of my in life, 
have been surrounded by music, like who I am has been made by music, basically. And that's like the whole idea of the song. And it's just this fun, like, not really silly is not the right word, but like, I don't take it too seriously. I just have fun with this like rap, like introduction song and then follow it up with what actually is like kind of the spirit of the song of the album, which is like an actual like autobiography, like um, autobiographies, autobiographical, whatever. How do you ever say that word that I can't say right now? Yeah. Autobiographical. Yes. That is what I'm trying to say. Like the next song is, is like, a story like the actual story of the artist of me like pin simmons so like the first song is the story of pin drop poet second is pin simmons and i wanted to have that kind of be the the heart of the album where it's like a little serious a little silly uh but telling myself or telling who i am very plainly as if you're reading my journal like and it's uh that album was so much fun to work on. Had a, like a lot more set like story and theme for the whole album than the first one. Hello, welcome to the album. Who am I? Who am I? What's my story? I can't lie. I don't know where to begin. Questions so deep, I might die if I can't swim. Who am I? Who am I? My therapist doesn't even try to dive that deep in So let's start the ball rolling See where the zinc begins I'm the pin drop Poet at the heart Music of my ad has me up from the start 20 years is the epitome of the starving artist Painting beauty upon the canvas Life in the art When I was growing up my parents could barely keep me fed Now I feel like lady capitalism still wants me dead Here I am, arms out like a beggar for some bread Hoping some lyrics can translate the voices in my head I'm the pin drop Poet the pin drop Poet at the heart Play in my mind every night I hope my music proves I'm wrong with some glory in the hindsight I hear a voice telling me no one cares what I write I'm plugging up the keys, bringing music to life I've only begun, now I'm too far gone Shot from a cannon, meeting doubters head on So let me introduce myself at the drop I'm the pin drop, but I cannot, I will not stop I'm the pin drop, poet the pin drop Poet the heart, 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 heart Pin drop, pin drop Poet the heart, heart, heart I'm the pin drop Thing that's left me scarred. Pin drop, pin, pin, pin drop. It's every night crushed under these fallen stars. Pin drop, pin, pin, pin drop. It's every time I chose a pin for these battles in my mind. Pin drop, pin, pin, pin drop. It's everything cheering me on this uphill climb. Pin drop, pin, pin, pin drop. The oncoming battles that I can't predict. Pin drop, pin, pin, pin drop. It's choosing to speak my mind in song rather than be a dick. Pin drop, pin, pin, pin drop. The uncensored ramblings of a mind held together from a shoestring. Pin drop, pin, pin, pin drop. Everything inside of me and only a song left to sing. I was raised with all the good graces a Southern Baptist can give. I was taught to love one another as myself, but never suffer a whip to live. I was told everyone is equal, but homosexuality is the greatest sin. I was told that God is love, so no one can truly love without God within. I was taught that logic to die in contradictory holy word till you taste it on my breath. No wonder when I shook the weight, I gathered all my shit and left. 
wasn't like I didn't see the writing on the walls I was the last one to leave when we watched my father's mask fall I guess I never was shown how to voice my rage Never felt like I'd get this doubt a name My dad is good at never expressing what is really going on in his head The Simmons curse is a virus that family and scripture fed I let it share my stage too many times before So I'm putting these feelings to rest And closing that goddamn door Pin drop, pin, pin, pin drop It's every fucked up thing that's left me scarred Pin drop, pin, pin, pin drop It's every night crushed under these fallen stars Pin drop, pin, pin, pin drop It's every time I chose a pin for these battles in my mind Pin drop, pin, pin, pin drop It's everything cheering me on this uphill climb Pin drop, pin, pin, pin drop It's the oncoming battles that I can't predict Pin drop, pin, pin, pin drop It's choosing to speak my mind in song rather than be a dick Pin drop, pin, pin the uncensored ramblings of a mind held together from a shoestring Everything inside of me and only a song left to sing I'm an emo kid trying to crack jokes at my own expense An expansive list of disorders and symptoms and nights wishing I didn't exist I'm a spiritual contradiction, an atheist wishing Christians were really like Christ a God-hating, church-missing Satan sympathizer A metalhead feeling sliced and diced Split in two, a church kid in a punk Hoping one day this conflict is my least defining feature A creature of habit, a four-chord fiasco Acting all cool, reading fouls beneath the bleachers I'm nearly 30 years of unchecked depression and self-medicated anxiety A product of a mishandled youth and inconsistent dieting I gave you this non-binary demi-male poet Loosely stitched together with small victories and untold regrets Plucking at guitar strings, attacking the keys Hiding my soul in the ivories and the frets I can't lie The pin drop is a mask, but it's makeup on my true face I'm putting my past on trial Giving them enough grace. I was hoping they'd grow up strong, but the image was fragile, and the cracks had begun to show. Hidden so deep, even I didn't know. Something new was breathing out in all my art and songs. The blood in the pin drop was theirs all along. Now they hold the pin, they've outgrown that frame They've opened the box, they reformed my name Unlocked the cage where I hid my shame Where the holier sin, they're me all the same And the stranger in the mirror held all my colors deep within That person wrote pin drop in my skin Unleashed the beauty, refilled the pin I'm the pin drop, poet pin drop and that's why like now i like this album i'm working on right now questions is kind of following that same thing i'm trying to set up a theme from day one and try to follow that theme as much as i can which is like answering questions about like life and what i've learned from it in my 30 years um and yeah it's been i love writing music that's that's the heart of everything i do is writing but 
it's so much fun getting all that down in the studio, like actually yeah. hearing what you've written. It's, it's, it's an awesome creative way to express yourself. As we wrap this up, I know you've talked about some artists, but let's, um, what's on your playlist right now? What artists are you listening to that you feel maybe not getting enough recognition that you'd like to uh, give a shout out to that you're enjoying? Some of the most, the best production I've heard is from Rainbow Kitten Surprise. Uh, it's a weird, like, it's weird music, but it's like folk pop-ish with a little, um, little bit of electronic in it. And the, they're, um, an LGBT artist like band uh, and they kind of have this field of like they're because they come from a conservative home just like I did and the music has that kind of feel of it of like the this LGBT artist discovering themselves in this very conservative home like one of the songs is called devil like me and it's like talking about how like how would this Christian devil feel like uh you know looking at everything and it's talking about how like the artist themselves feels like the devil sometimes because of the life yeah super interesting super creative another artist that's always been on my playlist from like high school is may which stands for multi-sensory aesthetic experience may is a pop punk band from the like early 2000s like 2010 and they've been at it for forever and uh the lead singer um is so creative with his production very very tight production very tight harmonies and, uh, super interesting storytelling and the new album which is a self-titled album or well it's the new album's called multi-sensory aesthetic experience has incredible music on it like uh five light years is gorgeous and another one to really spread out the genres that I listen to. Let's go with uh, Matt Mason, who I think is the one artist that I always describe, or started describing my music in conjunction to Matt Mason, because Matt Mason is combines hip hop with folk. It's acoustic heavy. And my favorite song is Hallucinogenics, which I've covered, which is a really, really interesting song also has a song called uh, The Beggar Song, which is fantastic. And then there's Aesop Rock, who always pops up on my stuff. He's a hip hop, indie hip hop artist, uh, underground hip hop, and was voted or was viewed as or voted as one of the artists with the highest vocabulary. He and he's like, music is so complex that a lot of people actually thought he was talking gibberish because yeah. it's just like he like goes from thought so quickly that it's kind of like if robin williams became a hip-hop artist where it's just okay. like he's just yeah. on it he's on a thing like back and forth and everything like describes everything so artistically with so much uh so many different metaphors that it's just like you have to actually sit down and listen which is something that a lot of hip-hop artists you can kind of just play on the background and you're okay but if like Aesop Rock, you have to listen to every word he says because it's like so complicated. He has a song yeah. called Nine to Fiber's Anthem, uh, which anyone who works a day job, listen to that song. It's fantastic. And my favorite song from him of all time is Rings, which talks about how he grew up as a trained artist, like uh, real, like drawing realistic po uh, portraits and stuff. 
and was even went to school for it and then spent his days getting high and doing hip-hop and lost the skills that he was trained in and he's like lamenting the fact that like he used to be able to do these gorgeous portraits and now he's like to do some hip-hop art that's pretty much it uh yeah and he had to like learn to pick up the pen again and like you know uh interesting my favorite lyric from that is uh drinking kool-aid from a tube of acrylic i'm just like that's a hmm. fun image <laughs> yeah <laughs> music video is trippy it's uh but so wonderful yeah those are some good artists to listen to that deserve excellent. more recognition yeah excellent excellent list there well pen um that's about all the time i have for today was there anything that i didn't cover that you wanted to speak on before i let you go um not uh not really but um if anyone wants to find my music you can find it uh bandcamp.com slash pindrop poet or no pindroppoet.bandcamp.com that's it um okay or spotify pindrop poet i have two three albums on there bandcamp i have like 20 uh different art like projects okay. all from like when i was you know in a like recording on a little pin mic like on uh my computer to now where I have like my full production gear and stuff. So cool. Yeah. And I thank you. Thank you so much for having me on this. Uh, it was so cool. Um, yeah. I love talking about music. I could go for years. <laughs> yeah. Same here. I, I'm glad to have you on as well. You have a lot of great information, great stories, and you're a really good orator. So thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you so much. Uh, it was a pleasure. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Pen Drop Poet. Next week, we are going to be speaking with the band Denoma from Kenosha, Wisconsin. So look forward to that one on next Monday. Also, don't forget that we have the Friday Music Showcase coming up on, of course, Friday. If you want your music heard on our Music Showcase, please send an email to wisconsinmusicpodcast at gmail.com with Friday Music Showcase in the subject of the email. If you want to be a guest on the Monday interview portion of the podcast, please fill out the guest request form on the website and look for a follow-up email asking for all your information pertaining to your music. It might land in your junk or spam folder, so check there. Podcast theme music by Nate Wyckoff of Frequency Farm Recording Studio. Voiceover by Dean Bundy. Syndicated on CWHipHop.com, Wisconsin's online radio hip-hop station. Sponsored by ZTF Studio and Diamond Dave Photography. Wisconsin Music Podcast was created, edited, mixed, and mastered by me, Zach T. Fell of ZTF Studio. Have a great week, everybody. See you next time.